What is revival? What does it look like and how do we live it out? Today on The Midweek Move, we're going to talk about that. Welcome to Midweek Move, podcast we examine scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves what is happening. And today, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, it's a little bit different. I'm joined by Pastor Scott and Tanya. How are you guys doing today? Great. How are I'm you, buddy? I'm excited to have you on. You're not Yay! on this very often. I know. <laughs> it's going to be great. This is so much excitement, so much laughter today. I just feel it. So <laughs> over the next couple of weeks, we're, we're shifting our conversation from Peter. We'll be coming back to Peter here in a couple of weeks. But um, if, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that there's been a, some movement happening in our nation as of late in a town called Asbury at a college. And God's really been moving in a special way. And so uh, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to just kind of talk about not just the it, but the conversation about what revival is and how that plays out in our lives. And so we invite you guys to come um, Come along this journey with us because we really believe that God is stirring in our country and there's something that's shaking and uh, we as a people need to be ready for it. So we need to know how to respond to it in a biblical and responsible manner. So that's what kind of we're doing. Um, now, this past week, Pastor Antonio, you guys took a little trip to Asbury. I know that was kind of your, it was kind of different for you. You felt provoked, like you needed to go. Can you tell us Ooh, what, what happened with road that? Road trip. Yeah. Well, uh, when, it, when I first heard it starting, mm-hmm. that I just felt... I felt like I needed to go. You know, I just, I just don't want to miss what God's doing. Right. So if they, if we have to take an eleven-hour drive, then we take an eleven-hour drive and right. we see what God is doing, and I'm just waiting for Him to do something. Now this is interesting because that's not that's not you. That's not your your type of person. Now where you're just like, I feel like I got to go. Was there something specific about this you felt God telling you about it, or no. just a stirring? Just like there's something yep. right now moment, a Kairos moment for yep. you to go to it. Yep. So what was that like? What was your guys' experience going there? I uh, it was great. I mean, the road trip was long, and we drove a lot at night. But uh, as for that, I mean, it was a normal road trip. And once we got there, it was cold and snowing, which is so different for us here in Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, but it was it was exciting. You could just feel um, I I mean, I felt the excitement just to see what God was doing. But then, I mean, such peace and such mercy was there. And everybody was just super friendly. It was great. That's good. That's good. There's a lot of conversation about the word about revival and awakening. People are calling us the Asbury Revival. Pastor, what exactly is a revival from a biblical point of view? What does that look like? Well, I know there's a lot of there's been a lot of conversations about what is revival, what right. is awakening, what is personal, what is regional, mm. what is uh, you know a, a, a city, a town, a region, a state, mm. a nation. Right. Um, and when you look biblically, you can go from like a Second Chronicles chapter twenty, okay. where they're preparing for the temple and they're going to dedicate the temple. And and so when they do that, they have all the priests come together, and there's 120 that come together, not keeping to their divisions, right. one mind, one accord, singing one song. And all of a sudden, the glory of God shows up, and the glory of God shows up, and nobody can move. The priests can't even enter into the temple. Mm. And then Solomon gets up and and. Of course, with all the conversations that are going on about revival right now, right. you have the watchdogs, right? We're going to be on the wall, and we're going to watch to make sure this is of God. And then you got the everything is God, you know? Right. And so some would look at Second Chronicles 20 and be like, well, they're all they're doing is singing. Well, the glory of God shows up. They can't do anything else right. because of the glory of God. 
And so Solomon gets up, he speaks and begins to declare the promise of God and the word of God. Mm-hmm. When he gets to the end, he begins to pray and fire comes down. Mm-hmm. And then it says that everybody's bowing on their face on the ground. And then comes Second Chronicles, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the great scripture comes about uh, he will heal our land and, you know, all those things. But that came after all that. Right. We tend to quote that and forget about what happened before that. So in that context, it was the glory of God showing up, and then it was revival. Talk about Ezra and Nehemiah. You mm. talk about Josiah, King Josiah. Revival looked a whole lot different for him. I mean, he's eight years old, right, mm. when he becomes king. But then by the time he's a teenager, he's crushing the bones of pagan priests <laughs> into powder and yeah. removing every single idol from the land. But then you get to Acts 1, and it's 120, and they're praying, and they're just seeking God. Mm-hmm. They're, they're bringing in a replacement for Judas, which seems very uh, natural. Right? Hey, we're just going to replace this guy. But they were actually fulfilling Scripture by doing that one decision. Mm. And then the Holy Spirit shows up, pours out, thousands are saved, and they continued. And then Acts 4 they're they're arrested they're thrown in jail so now being thrown in jail now is a precipice for revival so it's like you can go all the way through the scriptures you can go to all the 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 epistles of paul mm-hmm. in all the different regions and every single one of them it wasn't the same exact thing every single time right it was sometimes it was in the midst of culture sometimes it was people bringing their books and burning their books mm-hmm. and and burning their idols sometimes it was teaching Sometimes it was Philip of Samaria going, and he sees a eunuch, and he, the eunuch's like, what? well, how can I know unless somebody tells me? He right. takes him, and he baptizes him, and then all of a sudden a revival comes out of that. So when we talk about revival and awakening, I think we can get so wrapped up in those terms. Mm. The term revival isn't necessarily biblical, but revive is. Right. The term awakening may not actually be in the context we would think biblically, but the word awake is right. and a lot of times you see the word awake awake o sleeper mm. rise from the dead right um he will revive us he will restore us right and so we we throw around these these terms mm-hmm. uh biblically and try to put it in a box right. yet god kind of does what he wants to do when he wants to do it but there are specific marks mm. biblically of revival and i believe number one is repentance mm-hmm. a turning from sin and that is what we see in America anyway. One of the main marks that we see in every single one of these things, these situations. It's mm-hmm. not just Wilmore, Kentucky with Asbury. Mm-hmm. It's not just Lee University in Tennessee. It's not just even in our own state. Man, we got some college campuses that are not Bible colleges yeah. that are experiencing a move of God. Mm. The mark of a lot of these is repentance. Right. That is for the believer mm-hmm. and the unbeliever. Right. And so I believe that, uh, again, I think people want to narrow it down so much, but I think even the Bible itself shows us that it can be any time, any moment right. with any one person. It yeah. can start with one person. Absolutely. Now, this uh, this particular awakening, revival, whatever we want to call it, again, that's an extra biblical term, basically. Uh, it started off with just a simple message. Which I had opportunity to listen. To. It's a very simple, very godly message. It wasn't. It wasn't spitting and screaming. Wasn't you know getting weird or wild with it. He wasn't quoting five thousand theologians. He was just speaking the word of God. And then we had this repentance take place. Now you guys showed up like seven, eight days later after it's been going. What was your experience like when you were there? 
Yeah, well, one of the things that, that they talk about is that after he spoke, chapel, they prayed, mm-hmm. but chapel was actually over. Right. And they dismissed the kids, mm-hmm. and many of them went to class. But there were just a few that stayed just to pray. Well, several kids that went to class asked the professors, can we go back? We don't feel like God is done. And they said, sure. So they go back. Mm. That's actually what shifted everything, and they never stopped praying. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily even just the message mm-hmm. or the praise and worship they had going mm-hmm. during that time. It was actually students who said, God's not done. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. And so what I experienced or what I saw was reverence, mm for the presence of God. Right. Um, repentance, true repentance. Right. Um, peace, mm. just a crazy peace. Yeah. And a stillness. I mean, you're in a hundred-year-old chapel. Yeah. Right? And there's a piano, there's a guitar, and a cajon. And there's students <laughs> leading everything. People my age and right. maybe a little older are kind of overseeing it, but mm. not leading it. Right. They're just kind of overseeing it. Most every everything is being led by a student or a student leader, right? Um, and very patient. They weren't in a hurry, right? Um, I thought it was amazing that the guy that was maybe a little bit older than me would come up, a very stately looking guy, mm-hmm. very well spoken, not the kind of guy that you would think mm. would be kind of an overseer of revival, right. right? You would probably think, oh, he's the seminary professor. Like he's the guy that's going to be in the classroom, but yet he's overseeing this massive move of God. And he would just come up and he would say, okay, we're going to hear testimonies from our students. And they would begin to testify about what God was doing. And then he would go, hold on, let's just wait just a moment here. Mm. And he would just stop. Yeah. And he wouldn't go right into what he was saying. Mm. He would just stop. And then he would say, okay, we need to land here for a second. Mm. We need to stay here for a second. She mentioned anxiety. Let's pray that anxiety would lift off this whole generation. Yeah, yeah. And he would say, let's all pray. And then it would just be like this. It's good. It's good. Just, and then coming out of that, it wasn't like it would linger for an hour. Yeah. Once it would begin to, he would come up and he'd say, okay, next testimony site. Some would say ordered. I would say Holy Spirit led. Yeah, yeah. They were definitely led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it sounds like we're saying is that with revival, again, it's an extra biblical term. We apply different things, but it's marked by uh, repentance. But it seems like a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, sensitivity to what guys want to do. It started because these kids were like, you know, I, I have the sensitivity that God wants to do more, and there's a willingness to go and do that, to experience, to pray and seek God more. But also this gentleman that's leading, he's like, what's the Lord doing in this moment? Let's yeah. focus on this. And that's, that's a key aspect of it. I think a lot of people forget because we see, see things on TV. We hear about stories about certain things. We think that was, you know, Jonathan Edwards out in a barn, and, you know, you have this whole stuff planned out. And no, it, he was sensitive to the Lord. Yep. Now, was he sensitive to the Lord to prepare things? Yes, but there was more past that moment also. So let me ask you this. With this, everything took place, because this is a very personal thing. Again, it's not just a corporate thing, but it's very personal. So for you guys, like, Tony, what was your big takeaway from your experience as, at Asbury this past week? I think number one was that the all the staff and the volunteers did everything with excellence. Ooh. I was just so impressed with the ushers and the greeters and even the, the people that were doing security and check-in bags and all that stuff. They were all so polite, but they did it with excellence. Ooh. 
and I was just I was just amazed how they if they saw an empty seat they would get somebody in that seat I mean they were trying their best to get people in you know as soon as somebody left they were just they did it so amazingly I and was just it, so amazed it never interrupted yeah. what no. God was doing we kind of think in church terms as okay anybody moves then whatever we're doing is shot yeah. you know it's a whatever but they did it in such a way mm -hmm. that it was reverent that it was in the stream of what god was doing right um it was just very very um again reverent and respectful yeah. to the lord well with that excellence you saw like like how does that affect you like I mean, we're not you didn't go to asbury to, to to catch the fire and bring it home or anything <laughs> like that you know but it did something for you so what was your well, I think, what happened with you i think it Seeing that excellence challenged me mm. to be more excellent, yeah. to do things for God with excellence, mm -hmm. to do it to the best of my ability. I think for what the Lord spoke to me was for a reset in my life. Right. And a reset as in like, um, like sometimes we just do life and we just get we just get to busy doing life. And then sometimes we lose maybe not their perspective, but maybe maybe we lose the passion mm. of serving Jesus. Mm. And I think the Lord was like, Tanya, this is your reset moment. Yeah. It's time for a reset. And that's what the Lord spoke to me personally. Yeah, that's good. That's good. How about you, Pastor? What was your takeaway? I think for me, anytime I go to something like that, I have to kind of go, okay, what's, what's me as a leader? What's me just personally? Because mm -hmm. sometimes as leaders – we're 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 so looking at how everything's being done right or shepherded or stewarded or yeah. whatever the term is that we forget that god has something for us in that moment sure. even as leaders even when we're preparing sermons or messages or teachings we can get so caught up in who we're going to be mm. communicating to that we forget that god wants to communicate to us first yeah um, that it needs to be applicable to our lives first even before we communicate it so we're not communicating information, mm -hmm. but revelation. Right. Revelation of God's doing something in me. Let me share with you this truth. So I think for me, it was, number one was young people. Yeah. Under 25, that messed me up. Mm -hmm. It just messed me up. Mm -hmm. How that whole dynamic was going on, and the thing that struck me that I did not see coming, it was kind of the rearview mirror come up behind me, was... As we were walking off campus, I thought to myself, man, there are kids that have been here almost four years going to school, and they have a major, and they know what they're going to do and everything, and this move of God is going to change everything. Yeah, Like, they're about to graduate in a, a month and a half mm -hmm. or two months, and they're going to make a different decision after graduation because of this move of God. Like, how wild is that? Yeah. And I don't know why that struck me. I'm I'm not trying to define it. Yeah, yeah. I just know it settled deep in my own spirit of just going, man, I need to be aware of the moments. Yeah. Or the moment. Absolutely. You know, we talk about moments create movement. And that's kind of what this podcast is all about, mm -hmm. is that moments create movement, the mm -hmm. midweek move. Right. Take what God is speaking through his word. Right. And make a move, grow in mm -hmm. the Lord and the word. And so I think for me, it was like, man, I need to be aware of the moments. But as a leader, I was just very impressed with the, with the example and the model mm. that my generation and those that were a little bit older than me mm -hmm. were handling that. Because when that stuff happens, you don't know what to do. Right. What do you do when you have 150 kids come to a chapel 
They go to class. And the next day, you have 1,100 people in that chapel from all over the world, yeah. and you got porta potties outside, and you're having to, <laughs> and you're having to talk to the mayor of the city yeah. every single day because more people are showing up that are in the town. Yeah. So now the 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 sewers in the town are feeling this. Now the the <laughs> vendors in the town are feeling it to the point where the night after we left, they barricaded the entrance to the city to the town because 10,000 people had showed up in the town right. beyond everything else. So it's like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Man, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to deal with it. Yeah. And that's one thing that I was super impressed with is that they weren't worried about what everything has been said about them. Mm. It didn't take two weeks. This thing's only been two weeks. Yeah. Yep. And we have heard from the Watchtower people. <laughs> we have heard from those who stand on the Watchtower to make sure that everything's of God and right. everything's biblical and they're not preaching sermons. And they're, they are preaching sermons. They're declaring the Word of God every single time they come together. Right. They've got a seminary on that campus that teaches line by line. Right. And so you're looking from a distance. And just by the way, soapbox most of these people <laughs> most of these people that are declaring this stuff about these young people in that university most of them are getting in a pulpit and they're not preaching from the word of god they're preaching about how what these people is not of god and they do that for 20 minutes before they even read a verse of scripture mm -hmm. now you tell me who's not preaching the word of god right. i mean it's like it's like but that doesn't affect them News outlets were calling them saying, hey, we'd like to come. We, we need to come and we need to get this on film. And they were saying, no, thank you. Yeah. We, we kindly, respectfully ask you not to come. Mm -hmm. And there were many major global uh, news organizations that wanted to come. And they mm -hmm. said, please don't come. Yeah. Uh, we want to protect what the Lord is doing. Man, that kind of integrity is inspiring. That's good. I think on top of that, it was even the city like they said on uh, the Saturday after we left, the people that lived inside the city took their vehicles and moved them outside the city so they could make room for people that were coming in. <laughs> and uh, the gentleman that was leading it, he actually talked about he had left the service Thursday night at 2 a.m., mm -hmm. had to stop and get gas, stopped at a gas station, walked in, and the, the, he, the employee and another gentleman was in there, young adults, under 25 years old, mm -hmm. was talking about the revival. And they looked at him. Now, he had already been there for right. like, you know, forever. <laughs> and they looked at him and said, hey, have you been to the revival? Right. It's really awesome. You should go. And he's like, yeah, I've been. <laughs> and they, they, all, they said, hey, would you mind praying with us right now? And so they, they just prayed right there awesome. in the gas station. And I think that not not just the school and the campus, but I think the city was able to embrace it. And, you know, other churches were opening up, not just, you know, the denomination where the college is, but other denominations were opening up churches so they could have prayer yeah. for the people that are our age that... <laughs> that are uh, not going to be allowed today, starting today, to go into the main building because they're keeping it for the young adults, which right. I think is amazing. Yeah. And the high school students, uh, they're playing hooky and going to revival. I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> but anyway. We don't know if they're playing hooky, <laughs> but they may be doing the same thing there that they're doing on yeah. campus at Asbury, right. yeah. is that dismissing or giving them you know, excuses to go because, that again, they can do a lot of stuff online now because that's already been right. put in. Absolutely. So. 
Right. So yeah, that was a whole other thing is that high school students were coming, high school students were coming. It was, that's awesome. There were like three or four testimonies and they were high school students who were testifying about what the Lord had been doing in their life. So good. So good. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching today's episode of the Midweek Move. Hope it's encouraged you. Hope it's challenged you. If you have any questions about the things that we talked about in this conversation today, or maybe you need some prayer, you'd like for us to pray with you and encourage you, reach out to us. You can email us at mediahub at thbshreveport.com or you can private message us on our Facebook page, Midweek Move. Finally, guys, I want to encourage you, do us a favor and go to Apple uh, Podcasts and leave a review on this podcast. Just leave a little star on it and leave a review of what your thoughts are on this podcast, how it's encouraged you, how it's challenged you, because that helps to get the information about this podcast out to the people. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment in the comment section down below. That also helps to generate interest in this video and pushes out to other people who need to hear the conversations we're having here today. That being said, have a great week.